All right, we're just going to start. Okay. This is what we're starting oh, right now. Okay. I do the intro stuff before, so after we're done talking, then I'll, I'll do an intro when I'm at home. Okay. And just so we get right into it, so we don't have to. Yes, yeah, so you, you added it down. Yeah, okay. So, Jason, thanks for being here. Hi, this Dave. Is, this is Jason Scott, everyone. It is. Would it you is. like to, uh, well, how about let's tell them about us. How long have we known each other for now? Oh, my God. As long as I've been doing comedy, so that's like four, almost four and a half years ago. Probably, yeah, yeah. it's been since the beginning. Been I guess we started at a similar time. Yeah. Didn't yeah. we? Yeah, I think you started right before me. Mm-hmm. You had no beard when I met you. Yeah. <laughs> that was before I fully committed. Yeah. Now I'm a beard person. Yeah. And it gets hard sometimes in the summer. That's when it's, that's when it's tough. Yeah. And I miss how my face felt. Yeah, you also can't wear makeup, so there's that. Oh, I still wear makeup. <laughs> Come on. I'm not giving up on that. <laughs> and I comb you? just for men into my beard. Oh, do you Cause really? Because really it would be, it's, yeah, it's, it's bright gray. Oh, it's God. a bright gray beard. Blindingly so. Yep. Same with my hair. Oh, I God. dye it all the time. That's that's. Here's the scenario. <laughs> we're in we're in Rhino <laughs> yeah, Comedy Club. <laughs> we're. I know how long about. Okay. Oh, we won't be long. We yeah. Won't be long. Yeah. No, nice. and we don't mind interruptions. No, this will be Here fun. Here at Storytime with Dave, <laughs> we accept interruptions. Oh yeah, we're plugging Rhino. Oh, this yeah, is the Rhino Comedy Rhino. Club. Yeah, we're we are, here. We're inside. We're of in it. the foyer. Yeah. I suppose that's if you were French, then you would call it that. I'm just gross, so I we've entered inside of it. It is hot in here. It's yeah. gross. It's very warm. I wish it was a little cooler. Yeah. We're, I'm saying that with an earshot <laughs> of Maria, <laughs> who is the owner. <laughs> She's mad at us now. It's a it's a theater. Theaters have air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If this was the South, this is how they feel all the time. It's true. So or we if just this get was Germany, where they're like having record heat. Oh, I thought you were going to make a Holocaust. I story. am going to. <laughs> but they're used to that record heat mm-hmm. from standing next to ovens all day and putting our kind in there. Right, because even if you're working outside the oven, it's yeah. still hot. It's still hot. No one ever thinks about There's that. There's no food and water. Yeah. Oh, well, let's tell them that you're Jewish. Oh, yeah, I'm Jewish. So if we... <laughs> ish. I'm Jewish-ish-ish. If we say... <laughs> if we say anything that's offensive to Jews, too fucking bad. You can't get mad. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yay. Hate, hate to do it. Hate to do it. I feel like I have to, by like Jew law, say I'm Jewish because my mom is Jewish and I came out of her vagina. Yeah. Well, everyone has to say it. It's not even a Jew law. It's a Jew. And it's then, like in our DNA that we yeah. have to say it. We can't go more than six hours without saying that we're Jewish. Exactly. Those and I'm an rules. atheist, and I'm like, yo, I do it for bagels and holidays off, man. I'm not an atheist, but I'm not a Jew. You know. I'm not really Jewish. I suck dick. Yeah, right. Well, how do Jews feel about gayness? How Jews you, are against I don't, it? I feel like they're like the most tolerant of the least tolerant of the religions, if that makes any sense. Like they're not... Yeah, they But it might. depends. Like reforms are like all about it. And then the orthodox yidle didle yidlock are like, no. Yidle didle yidlock? That's, that's, that's something. Not, that's not offensive. That's something. Whatever. Okay. Um, most religions don't love it. It's okay. It's true. And they shouldn't. I mean, I love it. It's <laughs> fucking. It's not great. I know, but you're so you're also gay. Yes. If, Double in case whammy. anyone didn't pick up on it by now. Double whammy. Yeah, <laughs> but this makes you a force. Oh yeah. Right. A very inappropriate force of complaining. Because you're combo <laughs> oppressed. It's a one-two punch. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually discussed this, didn't we? I'm forgetting if I discussed it on the podcast, but I remember we had a talk outside Rhino here, Mm -hmm. and we were trying to determine who's more oppressed. Oh, yeah. Whether, who wins in the battle, because I would say, 
a white woman, you wipe the floor with a white woman. Yeah, no, she's dead. Oh, that's not even close. <laughs> no, she just go back to the kitchen, make me a sandwich. Even a Jewish woman, <laughs> I feel like you probably win. Yeah, I mean, they have to wear wigs in the summer, though. Okay, so I guess we'll we'll break it into two categories. Yeah, a regular Jewish woman, mm-hmm. you've got it. Yeah, you've got her beat. Yeah, an Orthodox Jewish woman beat, beat to the floor. A Hasidic Jewish woman has you beat. I don't know about that. Yeah, well, they are. They, uh, come on. Yeah, they, their husbands have like eighteen on. wives and ninety. And they beat children. the fuck yeah, out of them. And they fuck. They live in fear. You know what? Come on. I'm gonna give. I say. Hasidic but they have some Jewish. fantastic clothing. So there's that, a draw. Yeah, but on that. so do you. Yeah, I don't fit into a lot of that anymore. I got fat. Well, that's Ish. not oppression. That makes you fat. <laughs> <laughs> that is sort of oppression. It's, it's fat pressure. No, I'm not fat. I just gained back weight. I used to do a lot of drugs, and now I don't. So now weight has put itself back on my body. Well, we could talk about that. Yeah. Right? So why don't we? Yeah, but you're forgetting. Exactly. I was going to say, you're forgetting that you have to add drug addict, Jew, queer. I beat everybody. But I'm no, not but, Muslim or transgender. Okay, we're just... Okay, we're considering... Mm. We are... You didn't choose to be Jewish. You were born Jewish. And right. we're going to assume that you were also born gay. I mean, yeah. Right? The, the jury's out on whether or not it's a choice, though. I'm right? just saying no one would choose to act this ridiculous. That's okay, true. that's not really true. Maybe. I do. Maybe. Yeah, come I on. feel like I would still be this gay if I wasn't gay. <laughs> yeah. Just in a different way. <laughs> just totally different way. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> exactly. So, okay. But you know what? Like, you're, you're, you weren't born a drug addict. Actually, there's a lot of studies to suggest I was. There's a drug addiction in my family history on my father's side. Oh, well, God doesn't count. The the only thing that counts is was your mom doing meth while she was pregnant with you? I don't think it's that. I think there's just like a genetic thing that's just not working right in my brain. Like, I can't do things like normal people. It's possible that there's a genetic predisposition to addiction, but it's also possible that everyone possesses that genetic predisposition and some people just... Right, there's addictive, like, behaviors in everyday life, like whether it's shopping or food or or fucking Exactly. Saying fuck too much. Yeah. Like, there's just addictive. I exhibited addictive qualities all my life. Exhibited and addicted. Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that I did was say good. That. Well, okay. So, so, well, I know you already talked about it on Steiner's podcast, yeah. but I think it is something that interests people. It does. Because what drugs have you done in your life? Let's start there. All right. So, I guess we'll start. So, when in high school, it was just like drinking and smoking weed. Like everybody. Normal. Like normal, normal fella. Normal. I yeah. mean, most people would say, out in the rest of the world, that's not normal. But yeah, but they're not from. They're not normal. Let's the, say that. The tri, they're not from the tri-state. Yeah. Area. Yeah, and everybody has their vices, but like it was pot and alcohol, and then in college, you know, I dabbled with coke. I tried meth in college because I lived in Philly and it was super gay, and I'm like, yay, let's do drugs. I've done acid. I've done shrooms. I've done ketamine. Special K for those not in the know listening. You did Special K? What was that like? Did you go into a K hole? Uh, no. You have, if you do too much, you can. Um, okay. It stops time essentially. Like here's time, and then there's a pause button, and well, how it stops. It, it does, well, I I felt like um, doesn't shrooms kind of do that as well in in a way? Yeah, in a way, but like it makes the moment like every moment is so big when you're on shrooms. Like you anal- I analyze a lot when yeah, I'm on drugs. Yeah, me too. But, like, especially with psychedelics. And I remember, like, what was it, a spring or two ago? I was just sitting in my garage, smoking cigarettes, eating the the shrooms to the head by myself. There are no red flags going off at this point in time. (laughs) Well, how how many... Have you ever eaten so many... Have you ever eaten so many shrooms that you were, like, full-blown tripping, like, like... 
like with, seeing shit. Yeah. No, no. I, I like haven't sh- either. I like shrooms because I don't think I'd want to. Shrooms, yeah, you don't want to on shrooms. That's acid's time. Like right. that's, that's that's when you're doing acid. But I've I, never done acid. Oh, acid's fun. Wait, I shouldn't be telling you that. Don't do acid, kids. Well, acid's not as bad as if you're gonna tell me crystal meth is fun, then you should Oh, that shit's fun. Yeah. <laughs> no. That shit is it's too fun. But mm. Yeah, no, on shrooms I didn't really ever see anything or hear anything. And I didn't really see or hear anything on acid. It was it's more of like a cerebral experience that I like see. like people have been using psychedelics for like since ancient times to like become one with God or get to a higher plane it's true. of like existence. There's also the um, I was just trying to get high. The stoned ape theory. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. There's like a theory that basically there were a bunch of apes that found psychedelics, like mushrooms. Uh-oh. And then that um sparked Evolution. I would hope Human so. Human evolution. That explains why we're fucking retarded. Yeah. <laughs> we're just monkeys who ate too many drugs. Yeah. Sounds about right. Probably true. Yeah. I I could totally see all the... We still behave like monkeys Maybe in a that's lot of what ways. Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey's The Monolith is all about. I've never seen that, but I agree with you, I Yeah. Guess. I think you would like that. Mm-hmm. But you would want to be tripping when watching it, because it's very, it's very intellectual. But, like, nobody knows what the fuck's going on in that movie. Yeah. I don't think the guy who wrote the book that it's based on knew what the fuck's going on in that book. No one knows. No one knows. Well, okay, so what about this question? Mm. Um, how would you compare cocaine and crystal meth? That's funny. Steiner asked me the same like thing, like, what analogy could you have? And I'm like, oh, like, crystal meth is like if cocaine smoked crack and then you did that. But I don't even know what... I know. I've done cocaine <laughs> before. I think many of our listeners probably maybe have dabbled in cocaine. Yeah. And I don't remember. I mean, it was like, first of all... It, it, it almost like sobers you out that the few times okay in, in the sense that like you know when you're really fucked up like you drank mm-hmm. a lot you yeah, drank yeah. too much yeah and then you might throw up and right. then you do a, a key bump right and, and you're, you're like, like it's as though you're sober I did that to my friend in college yeah yeah and she was too drunk to walk home it's like a get out of jail free yeah card. it is and then she was like passing out in my bed I'm like please sniff this but it makes sense it's because Alcohol is a depressant. Right, and cocaine Because it slows down your mm-hmm. heartbeat, and cocaine would speed it back up. It's also probably horrible for your body. It's so you're, bad for your body. Your brain and your heart are like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, what do you want us to do? <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, cocaine... The difference between, okay, cocaine and meth is that, like, meth, your body does not know what to do with it. It doesn't metabolize it. It doesn't break it down. It, like, basically, like, there's a comic, Jessa Reed, I was telling you about before. Yeah. She says that... It goes in, meth comes out, meth. And that's very true. That's why you're high on so little bit for so long. Where cocaine, it's like a 45-minute experience. Maybe even less sometimes. Exactly. And that's yeah. why it's like, what's that line in Narcotics Anonymous? One is too many, <laughs> a thousand is never enough. Yeah. That's cocaine. That's, yeah, that's literally yeah. what you could say about cocaine. Um, that's like the huge difference between those two. But like, I guess the analogy of cocaine, if cocaine smoked crack and then you did that, that's meth. Meth, the difference between the cocaine and meth to me is like, it's like night and fucking day. Well, okay, so close. from what you described here, it's a very long experience. Mm-hmm. And how long is the average high? crystal Could, meth high? Now, if you're We're just talking average. Are you talking that about... That you smoked it. No, okay, smoking is it... Is that what you did most of the time? Okay, so, yes, most of the time I was smoking it, but it wasn't very It wasn't very a good fiduciary plan on my part. Because it's a lot of waste. Any drug that you smoke is wasted. Right. Like, especially even with marijuana, like, you're wasting most of the product. I also shot it. I was shooting it up for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. That's, that's serious. That's a lot of, that's hardcore. That's yeah. serious. Were you getting right, boom, right there? Right here, yeah. On top of the elbow? I don't even know what you mean. Well, you know what I'm right, saying? Right it's like the, there's the elbow and then there's above uh, the elbow. Oh, yeah, no, right, right there. Right Standard? In the, yeah, I have the scars to prove it. Wow. It's sexy. Okay. It's really not. It looks like I got burned in an oven, which is fitting. 
Yeah, so it's like you're just, I'm just co- like, you're cosplaying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's like a convention. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, smoking it was oh mainly the Wait, main... let's see, because basically, well, let me interject. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, one second, because we're at Rhino. What I was going to say was you might hear things in the background, and hopefully that's not um, too disruptive, because I feel like our voices are going to be coming through a lot clearer, and it would just be a muffle. And I'm also really loud. Yeah, exactly. Me too. So I think it should be coming in fine. I'm not worried about it. If it is, then you know what? Like they'll deal with it's, it. But it's fine. It'll be okay. But anyway, continue what you were saying. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, shooting Chris. Um, <laughs> shooting Chris. Uh, that's what I call. It. Nobody else has ever called it that. I once it's... heard Titty Boy refer to crack as Krinak. You ever hear that? No, that's. Retarded. I got Krinak. He's a rapper though, so uh, well, it, that it's makes automatically sense. cool. No. Yeah, it is because no. he's got if long. If Radiohead said it, then I'd be on board. It's two chains, dog. That's... Are you a big Radiohead fan? Let's do it. Let's do a detour because I really like Radiohead. I What's saw... your favorite album? Okay, it's a, it's it, there's like it's a couple... in rainbows. It's it is in rainbows. Yes. It is yeah. in rainbows. We've had this discussion two years ago. <laughs> it is in rainbows. In rainbows, but they have so many great albums. They I really don't do. like the King of Limbs. There's one song on it that I can tolerate. I like the remix album better, but also their latest one, A Moonshaped Pool, is really fucking good. I never heard it. It's really good. I'll it's check sad. it out. It's his uh, My Lover of 20 Years Just Died album. It sounds like a breakup record, but sadder. Is that what happened? Yeah, Tom York's lover died. Oh. Yeah, that's... she's gone. He's a really interesting fellow. He's very bizarre. He dances, though. I saw them in Philly, like, last year, a year ago. And I saw them two nights in a row. And that boy dances more than Madonna. Like, he don't stop. Yeah. And it's weird. He's still, for 49, 50, he still looks like a little he's a, British I know, twink. but he's actually <laughs> less weird than I thought. Or I, he's mellowed out more because I recently saw an interview. Mm-hmm. That was a recent interview. Mm-hmm. And, like, he is weird and eccentric, but it was pretty... He's a musician. He's pretty toned down. He's a, yeah, exactly. He's always been quiet. Yeah. I mean, I also really like their earlier work. Like, the Benz is great. I like their earlier work. The problem with... It's so different. The thing is, it's it's still simple, and they're still just a regular band yeah. at that time. If okay. they had carried that along, they would not be Radiohead. Right. But then once you get to... Okay. I mean, you once listen, you get to OK Computer, it's exactly. straddling OK that Computer line. is where it changed. Because yeah. if you listen to, like, Creep... Yeah, and then you listen to. They don't even do that. If live. you listen to Creep and then you listen to like Fifteen Step, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's like or Reckoner. It's yeah. like this is a different band a entirely. Good. What's funny? I is, love In Rainbow so much. Yeah, no, it's a great. I don't know why I, it didn't win the Album of the Year Grammy. That was just it. A, didn't? No, it Who won. won. Beyonce or something. No, Taylor Swift. No, Beyonce's never won that category. Interesting. She's lost to Adele. She's lost to Swifty. Oh God, who did win that year? The fact 07? that Taylor Swift won one shouldn't twice. that say it all twice. about the illegitimacy twice. of that award? <laughs> twice, I can't say it enough. That pitch won twice. That's insane. Album of the year, and she's it's it's she's not okay. I don't love Taylor Swift. I think her new songs are garbage. Her her, her well, she's just garbage. like come on. She's, she's a pop just, artist. It's whatever. But anyway, and Rainbows is where it's at. I judge. Um, musical artists or bands based on albums instead of like body of work yeah. you know so it's like to me my sh- favorite rapper for example is Nas because of Illmatic mm-hmm. yeah that's a good album but if you took Nas's full body of work I might have to say a, a different rapper is I mean a different rapper is maybe better but right. that album to me is like perfect that's the way I feel about In Rainbows that, that is a perfect and certain other band's albums the, but In Rainbows is just way up a, there for me it's so it, high up it's, it's, it's an artistic achievement in music yeah. that, mm-hmm. oh I know who won that year it was um, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss Raising Sand when everyone's like what the fuck Grammys like, no that's not cool that's no really it's not, not cool. cool it's not hip it's not even it wasn't even trending but like me and Radiohead I have an interesting relationship with them now because I've been listening to them since I was like 12 right and like 
between 12 and 35, a lot of shit happens. Yeah. And between 32 and 35, a lot of shit happened. It's really hard for me to listen to In Rainbows anymore. Because uh, that became my breakup album from He Who Shall Not Be Named. Right. Well, not, we're not talking about that. And so it was heavy. Yeah, it's a little heavy. You listen to a lot of it. You listen to it a lot during that time, you're saying. Oh, God, I wouldn't stop crying to Well, nude. that's something that happens. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> that's serious. When he hits that high note, I'm yeah. like, ah! <laughs> that's that's um, an interesting thing about music mm-hmm. that's independent of many other art forms mm-hmm. is that you create very specific associations, yep. like to the moment. Yeah. Like you remember like driving down that particular road in that exact moment when you listen to that particular song or whatever. It's like very specific. It's really interesting you say that because like I go to NA and I'm in recovery and they teach you about people, places and things trigger you, which is true. And somebody has shared it and I've shared it. Music is really a trigger sometimes. Like it makes it evokes like a Big feeling. Time. Like I can't listen to Katy Perry's Witness anymore because I was smoking a lot of meth while listening to that right. album two years ago. It's, it's just interesting. Katy Perry's go-to meth music? Anything is go-to meth music. You're right. Meth okay. makes anything go-to at that okay. point. Okay. I mean, really, though, the go-to for meth was fucking. I mean, that's... that's, that's it was just for... From I mean, my understanding. Well, you know, it's weird for me. Like, it shifted for me when I started my habit. Like, I was, like, making art and organizing and buying clothing and shoes. Everyone mm-hmm. knows me for my shoes. And, like, then it became fucking. Like, everyone was like, oh, my God, be careful, Jason. You're gonna get HIV. I'm like, oh, I'm not fucking on it. And then I fucked on it and got HIV. So right, yeah, I didn't listen to anybody. And we could go into that if we want, but we, we don't can. Even have to. We I talk about it on stage. I know, but let's. I'd rather talk about comedy then. Yeah, let's go down there. Yeah, yeah. So why did you start doing comedy? I was working at Barnes and Noble, and something comedy was something my friend from high school that I'm still friends with to this day was like, yo, why are you not a comic? You are so funny. And like, I that, feel like most comics have like a. At least a person or two in or their lives who are like, you should totally do stand-up Which comedy. doesn't mean anything, because then I got into comedy, I'm like, okay, that means nothing. Being funny, conversation. But still, it's like, yeah. it's like, um, it's a trigger. It is. And I was bored. A good, a good kind. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I hadn't Or started, maybe a bad kind, it's arguable. Well, I hadn't started meth yet, so. <laughs> right. And my friend told me to do it. I was bored on a Wednesday off from work at the bookstore. And, and how old were you at this time? I had to have been 31. Okay. Yeah, I was still with my first boyfriend at this time, but that shit was ending quick. Mm-hmm. And I went and tried it. I did it at the mall, uh, the Levity Live open mic, and I fucking murdered it, and I fell in love with it right away. So they had an open mic mm-hmm. back then. I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah, uh, Dave Satsik ran it. In the small room? In the big room. Oh, wow, okay. In the main room. And the first person I met was Stav Jeebus. And he was Stav, so... shout out. Yeah, hi Stav, miss yeah. you. And what's really funny is I was like talking with him and I'm like, I'm so nervous. He's like, yo, nobody gives a shit. Just go do your thing. Yeah, yeah. And I killed it and I sit back down to him and he's like, this was not your first time. Why are you better at this than I am? Right. I don't know if he said that. I'm just hoping he did. Sure. <laughs> Let's just remember things we wish to remember. <laughs> but I got a lot of compliments and so then I tried it again the next month. And then I didn't do it again for until like New Year's of that year. And I ran into Eric and Heather Candela, mm-hmm. and her and I hit it off. And then she told me about olives, right. and then I started going to become a regular at olives. One of the worst things that's ever happened. I, so well, the, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, listen, let's skip all that beginner. I never like the origin stories because they're all sound the that same. That is the origin story for comedians. That you know? is the origin story. Yeah, and then they—it's like we all have similar. I mean, I suppose there's some unique paths, but everyone, for the most part, it's like, well, someone said this, then I went to an open mic, and... You're like, I took this bong rip, and yeah, then I exactly. got on stage, and it was like, yay! But let's talk about this, because it's something that I've noticed. 
your sobriety has made you way funnier. Thank you. Don't you think? I appreciate that, yes. Well, you've seen it yourself. Yeah. I'm certain. What's really weird is, is like, I don't think I was ever bad during active addiction. It was just really fucking weird. And it was like, you once said it to me, Eric once said it to me. Like It was pretty bad. Eric Albert even said it. <laughs> it was okay, let's be fair. Because there were some moments, like the night I raged on my ex, that shit was funny. There were moments. There were moments that were good, but, but it wasn't. now it's consistent. Now it's been consistent, I feel like it is. And what's really weird is, is like, I think I got more nervous when I was high going on stage than I do That's now. That's interesting. Yeah, and I think it's because I was um, like trying to hide so much. Well, do you think that, well, yeah, because you don't want people to know that you were high. But, but what's really there, funny... No, no, you go. Sorry. Oh, sorry. What was really funny that you say that, though, is like, I was talking about it on I know, stage. But we all thought it was funny because you were like, <laughs> no, there's no way he just smoked meth in the bathroom. And then you're on stage like, I just smoked meth in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this is funny. Please help me. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so... Um, but do you think, um, well, isn't meth that would seem as anxiety inducing as an agent or is that? It can. Well, prolonged use and lack of sleep. Right. And yeah. Probably the lack of sleep. It was probably more mostly the lack of sleep. Yeah. I was bugging out by last summer when I got arrested. It was bug out time. Yeah. I was bug. I thought literally like everything I tried to make connections to that did have no connections yeah. to them. Like I thought literally fire hydrants had something to do with Radiohead. Well, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> this is next episode. I'll okay. have you back for another episode yeah. where we'll be in a better environment yeah. and then we can talk about you getting arrested and you oh, having that's HIV like a whole story. and then all these things. This There's like be... so many stories. So I'll give them something to look forward to, yeah. the listeners. Right, listeners? Yeah. They love it. They love it. Don't smoke meth. No, don't do it. <laughs> but now, okay, so... so um, what I was going to ask you mm. that I wanted to talk about, mm. and then we'll, this will be the last topic, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I think they probably want us to finish up soon. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> okay, so so you're gay, right? Mm. And told. you're like, like, <laughs> you know, like, like uh, you're this kind of gay. There's two different types of gay, You're trying right? to say really flamboyant. I was going to say feminine, but flamboyant works. It's interesting. I'm not as feminine as some other guys, but yeah. I think so. No, I think I'm, you're I'm, right. what you, the word is that should be used. The term is noticeably gay. Right. <laughs> Let's go with that because there are other guys that you're like, you can know him for a year or two, and then you're like, that guy's gay. What? Yeah. I had no idea. You know, like there's plenty of gay guys like that as well. Oh yeah, of course. So there kind of is. But they still split. are very gay acting. To yeah. me, like I can pull, I can point it out. Right. I'm sure you can. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's little things, and you start to notice things as, once that becomes clear to you, mm-hmm. but that goes for lots of things in life. Once you see some, it's like if someone didn't know you were addicted to meth while you're still smoking it and they found out, they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, wow, now that yeah. makes sense. Now you see all the signs, yeah. right? So it's, it's a little different. Yeah. But, okay. But someone, this is what I was going to, I mentioned this to you before we started. This mm. is what I wanted to talk yeah, about. Because yeah. you're not woke, even though you said you are, <laughs> you're not woke. I'm gay woke. And I'm woke enough. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but you still have a sense of humor. And that seems to be a barrier between the wokes and the non-wokes mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. a sense of humor. I mean, it's one of many barriers. To me, when I see these people, like, they they have no sense of humor. And they, 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 like, that thing that works in your brain where your brain goes, oh, that person's joking. It kind of, like, <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't, it's, like, broken for them. So it's, like, everything you say, they become full froth like foaming at the mouth like i very can't tell angry. when not when comics are joking in regular conversation i can tell when it's like a regular person i can't tell when they're joking right but we're talking i mean it's like 
So, I mean, like, with woke people, like, yeah, they don't see that. They won't even take that context into consideration. No. Like, a comedian on stage, they'll be like, no, he really means that stuff. Right. And you don't seem to be bothered by that. I mean, especially by jokes. No. I've never seen you be bothered. No. And I think that if people met you but didn't know you, they would attribute certain beliefs. Right, right, That's right. what bothers me a lot about um, that whole ideology is that they would be like oh jason's jewish and gay don't do so, jewish gay jokes yeah exactly. but i do them more than anybody exactly and, <laughs> and you're one of the most offensive <laughs> comics i've ever seen so <laughs> yeah that i've ever known like yeah you i take that me, as a compliment you know like yeah. we we take it to another we take level. it way past the line but we're not it's, we're it's not social worried commentary. about the line it's social commentary exactly my idea is that i make fun of the gay thing it's more like flipping a mirror on the straight audience. And in right. a way, if there's gay people there too also, it's making fun of like the stereotypes and the it's like what Family Guy does. You're yeah. making fun of those that don't see correctly. I agree with that. Ones. And then I also just use it for me with my Judaism. Yeah. I use it as an opportunity to take shots at Jews yeah. that people would be afraid to do. Yeah. Like Christians would be afraid to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'll go there because sometimes it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, and like maybe there are things about gay people that are true, but they're considered offensive. And then you're able to explore that freely right. because what could they say about it? And you know what it is I love about comedy? It, like me doing those jokes and other people doing those jokes. Like, I lo- and people rag on me a lot, as you've seen on yeah. shows and mics. But like, and I love it because one, my thing is number one, if they're not talking about you, you're not doing something right. Mm-hmm. And number two, please put my name in your mouth. It just is free advertising. Yeah. And number three, like it's helped me take myself so less seriously and the world around me less seriously because the world is fucked, yo. Like, the world is totally fucked in the ass with Crisco and Poppers. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's like, a I don't know what any of those words are. I mean, like, everything's say. everything's pretty great day to day. Yeah. But but it's collapsing around us and and we're all, you know, like, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a desolate it's going to be like Mad Max, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's going to happen. And it's funny because what people have said about me on stage and what I've said about me and things on stage, like, it invites questions and inquiries. Like, people are ignorant. They're not dumb. They're not hateful. They're, they just don't know. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about it. Like, if you can educate somebody and not even make them feel right or wrong or change their mind, but if someone has a question because they don't know, I love that. That's how you build a society to better thinking. Yeah. And have you ever had encounters with people who are gay and they have, take issue with the things yes. that you do? Uh, I've done a couple of shows in the city at a gay bar. They did not love me using Matthew Shepard as a past tense verb. Right. They did not love me talking about HIV. Uh-huh. They did not love me talking about meth. But why, why did you have HIV at the time? I did, yes. So how... How was that possible? That oh, because be... I was like, you know, my bags, I carry around these briefcase purse things. Yeah. Call it like a handbag full of HIV. The joke being, obviously, there's no HIV. That's not how things work. Yeah. And like, they didn't love that. And well, uh, I guess what I was going to ask is like, how do you feel about those type of people? Because I don't feel like it's reflective of the gay community, but I do feel like they try to speak for all gay people. And yeah. I hear that and I'm like, I actually know a gay guy who would disagree with a lot of what you're saying yeah i I don't get along with a lot of gay men unfortunately i don't i would never want to live in new york city i used to live in a very gay city in philly and what i found very disheartening was my whole life like growing up in rockland county and and, like even though this is new york city suburbs it's still the suburbs yeah anywhere usa like i was taught like you get older you go to college you become an adult you find a community you find those like you and they were not a community to me. I mean, they were fine to fuck right. and do drugs with, but 
I have like one gay friend and I barely speak to him. He's a great guy, but like there's a different value system. Like, don't get me wrong. I like guys and I want to hang out with gay men, but I find them to be very obnoxious because I'm obnoxious. Yeah. I can only handle one of me. Right. So you think, well, then what? What types of gay guys do you like to hang out with? The, the I like first to hang out category with or the right? Okay, so I just it doesn't like to hang out with people. If you're yeah. cool, like there, I don't want to break anyone's anonymity, but in you know my recovery program, there is a newcomer and um, he's not going to hear this. Don't worry. And I don't like the vibe. I don't, and he's always trying to talk to me and like get rides for me, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Not because he's unfortunate looking. No, it's not that. He is very weird in a vibey way. Right, I get that. And I need to be around people that are chasing their recovery like they used to chase their high and if I don't get that vibe from you I can't be around you right that's something that they say mm-hmm. in the meetings right yeah I could tell I <laughs> you I gotta chase fu- your recovery <laughs> like you chase your high yo I've been drinking the cool I, well, I whatever to say. it's good it it's is good, good. It's, it's working I, I want to, yeah, it's working I right. mean if nothing Finally. like it's it's clearly it's working it's been working you know? yeah what's really interesting to me is like I once shared in a meeting I was like yeah, once somebody once said to me, like, isn't it like a cult? And I'm like, you know what? If it's a cult, then it's a fucking cult. Exactly. I don't really give a shit at this point. I, as long as we're not, like, you know, sacrificing humans and murdering them, like, on American yeah. Horror Story, I'm good, yeah. I agree <laughs> with that. I mean, I've had this talk with, um, I think I've talked about it with Nicole, but it's like, I used to always think people who believed in signs were, like, stupid. <laughs> you know, like, if you see something and you're like, it must be a sign, I'd be like, you're a fucking retard. But now, <laughs> I'm like... Why not just think it's a sign? Yeah. You know, especially it's if so it affirms something that you're like, if you're chasing a goal and then you see something and it appears to be a sign, just take it as a sign. Why not? Because it's like positive reinforcement. It's in true. Your and it makes them, it makes things so much simpler because yeah. addicts tend to overthink and overanalyze and we overthink ourselves into Everyone jail. Everyone does, and death. I think. Yeah. Yeah, addicts Maybe not in jail and death. <laughs> just being in a bad and mood. Especially in meth. Like, I was like, I was like looking at signs the wrong way. Now I look at signs like I was uh, in the when I came home from rehab, right in the beginning of spring, late winter. I was like, I literally prayed out loud, and I don't fucking pray. Mm-hmm. And I was like, am I? I kept relapsing, and I'm like, am I on the right path? I need a sign. Like I don't give a fuck what it is. Send me some type of sign right now. And I went out to smoke a cigarette, and two minutes later, it just started flurring over only my house. I checked the other houses. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Why not? Yeah. It makes so, things simpler. I'm with you. I like simple these days. Very simple life I lead. If, so, if it's not in any meeting, it's comedy, or I'm just chilling in my house. Good. That's what I do now. Yeah. Write some jokes. Yeah, I've been writing a lot. of Like you said, and I appreciate you saying that, like, the comedy has been, in a way, ironically, cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Not clean, well, like, family-friendly clean. No, like, but it's been... Um... It's been more, more concise and accessible. Exactly, and then when you go on your rants now, there's a purpose. Yeah, and they're way funnier. Yeah, because they used you. to be like, it was what weird. the fuck? Was <laughs> <doing>? <laughs> it used to be like, oh my god, is she okay? <laughs> no, and the answer was no. I know, and, and now, it's funny now your rants, it's like nice, yeah. dude. It's like <laughs> good because I love ranting too. Yeah, when I get in that zone and I'm like, it's just flowing out. I love that. Yeah, so. And I've learned to edit, like, so... Because when you're high and you're writing, you're like, this is brilliant. Yeah. And then you do it on stage and it comes out of your mouth out loud and you're like, what the fuck am I saying right now? Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I was just getting, like... 
it was also getting like circular in just terms of material where I was just for months talking about an ex that was just like going nowhere. I know, I know. Everyone was, was so tired of now, it. In hindsight, that's hilarious. But at the time, I was like, is he talking about this shit again? Yeah. You know? Oh my God. I mean, everybody would be like, well, you should you make fuck? a joke about that. <laughs> I'm scared too. <laughs> I know, I know. Someday, someday. Someday. I'll... There is some stuff from that time that when I When you recall. can listen to the song Nude again, then you can write the joke yeah. about that. Yeah. I mean, I have the jokes. I know which ones worked. Yeah. The ones that didn't work. The, the one story I did about the time that my next lied about when they moved. That whole five minutes, that shit is right. a keeper. Right. But like everything else was kind of like. The rest of it is like build it from scratch. It was just reading a diary. Yeah. <laughs> it was just reading my diary. Mm -hmm. And it was weird because I did comedy in a way to like help therapy, like wise, like think through things and process. Because my whole idea and philosophy of comedy is like if you laugh at the monster, the monster's not so scary anymore, but that bitch is still there. Yeah. Uh, the monster was laughing at me at that point. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and the yeah. monster was like getting bigger and being like, this fucking queen over here. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, brah? Mm -hmm. The monster was embarrassed for me. Like, if you watch a movie and you're embarrassed for the character on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, look, we're, we're going to end it yeah. here because yeah. we need better <laughs> circumstances to have. <laughs> but we'll have a better episode next time. But we can talk about the hair. Even though this time. was dude, this was good. But we'll talk about three things next time. We'll talk about you getting arrested. Yeah. And then we'll talk about HIV yeah. a little bit, a little bit. And then we'll talk about philosophy, Ooh. comedy philosophy okay. and stuff. Because I like what you were saying at the end here, and I was gonna say, Oh, let's expand on that, but it's gonna take us another twenty yeah, minutes. That's a long so let's time. call it a day here. All right, thank you so much, Dave. That was thank, fun. Thank the audience. Thank you, audience. I hope you aren't too shocked and are laughing instead. No, they they love you. They yeah. love you. All right, see you <laughs> guys. Bye. You know, you know I love you as always. Yes, love you too, man.